one, two, three, four, five, sixers. Oh, 10, it's beautiful. 9, 8, 8, 70, 76ers. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. We Clap find your hands, everybody. <laughs> Philadelphia. <laughs> 76ers. I, I fucking hate that song. I hate that team. I hate that whole city. I hate everybody from that city. There's not one person I like from Philadelphia. All right. All right. <laughs> Way to alienate all of our Philly listeners. Thank you for that. Um, well, folks, Tatum is the MVP of our hearts. The Celtics are advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals after defeating the Philadelphia 76ers in Game 7 at the Garden. Tatum goes off for 50-plus points. I don't know where to begin. Well, I do know where to begin. Let's talk about Tatum's performance. What a game. Jordan, give us your thoughts. Well, this is what we've been waiting for, right? This whole playoff run, this whole back half of the season, we've been waiting to see, you know, the star that we know Tatum is. We saw it, I think, more in last year's playoffs where he would have these huge games. He had game six against the Bucks. And then coming into this year, you know, he struggled against the Hawks, but didn't really need to play well. One in six, kind of because we screwed around. And then comes into this series and honestly scared me with how bad he played. I I lost a lot of hope um, for Tatum and for the Celtics because of how bad he was playing and how bad the team was overall. And then basically he plays five straight perfect quarters starting from the end of game six. And comes into this game, I thought he came out right from the jump, aggressive, believed in himself, confident, hunted switches, destroyed Embiid every time he got switched onto him. I just loved the mindset, and when his shots fall, he is as good as anyone in the world. But see, Tatum attacking Embiid on the switch really unlocked him. What did you take away from the Missoula game plan? Um. I thought it was great. I was really actually impressed that we actually came out with some sense of offensive direction. Um, you know, a lot of times we've been, you know, rolling out the ball and just saying, go play basketball. But for us to, you know, identify, I mean, it sucks that it happened in game seven. I'd rather have it happen a little earlier. Um, but the fact that we finally did, um, make an offensive adjustment that arguably, you know, opened up the entire game for us and allowed us to kind of, you know, put Philly in a position where they were struggling from behind most of the game. Uh, especially in the third quarter was huge. Um, like Jordan said, Tame's aggressiveness was something that I fucking was so happy to watch. And I w- saw a TikTok today. I saw a couple TikToks today, actually. Um, it was the time where it was Tatum sitting down with uh, one of these, one, I don't know, reporter. And he was talking about how Coach K, like, cussed him out at halftime and said, you're fucking from St. Louis, you're soft. He had, like, two points at halftime at Duke. I think against Virginia, at Virginia, it was a big game. And then Tatum scored, like, 28 in the second half. And ended up with 30. And then I saw like another TikTok two minutes later about how his mom used to send him texts at halftime, basically saying that you fucking suck. Even if he's playing decently, she would text him at halftime and say that you suck. And he would check his phone, see that his mom was pissed off. They would get him pissed off and he'd come out and have a great second half. So I don't know why Tatum needs to be pissed off to fucking go out and score 50 points a game. But we know that he can do it. We know that when he's in that mindset, he's arguably he could be an MVP caliber. Like he is MVP caliber player, but he could be the MVP. If he just comes out and plays with that aggressive piss off mindset all the time. I was so happy with what I saw. I mean, the shots were going in. It was, it was beautiful. Um, Biggest takeaway for me is our defense. In my opinion, Um, Max, I want to get your, your thoughts on our, on our defensive performance. Cause I think it was fucking almost perfect. Almost. Yeah. That did, that's the, Oh, go mom, ahead, Jordan. Sorry. I was just going to say, did mama Tatum 
definitely text Jason Tatum after like game five or something because something worked. Maybe half something worked. Game six. But Maybe. so Jason Jason Tatum doesn't check his phone at halftime anymore. He said. Yeah, but Jordan. it was like earlier in his, it was earlier in his career, I guess. Mama Tatum fucking reamed him out, and I bet she did ream him out. Um, that basketball family's crazy. Like she nuts. was in the she was in the building game seven. Know that much. Um, yep. Yeah. So the defensive situation with Boston that you were alluding to. I mean, the two big lineup was really what unlocked us. Like you've been alluding to the whole time, butts and Missoula. That, that was finally... Jordan. I'm, I'm giving oh, Jordan, Jordan credit. That, that was Jordan. Sorry, was Jordan. sorry. You were alluding to the doubles. Jordan, my bad. Like Jordan was alluding to. Finally, Missoula makes the adjustment, which, you know, we had been asking him to do. And it worked amazingly because you can see when Embiid is banging into Al down low, you have Rob kind of hanging out in the center looking to help um, and double as well. This defense from the Celtics really exposed MVPs, or not MVP, Joel Embiid, who is the MVP. It exposed some of his issues. Number one, he has those defensive lapses, which we'll get into after this. But number two is when he turns his back, he does not see the man coming in to swipe the ball. And I think Marcus Smart probably had a couple of steals. Derek White had a couple of steals. When Embiid turns his back to get into the post position to dribble it, and he's like slamming into Marcus Smart's chest or Robert Williams' chest or um, Al Horford's chest, he does not. He has his vision kind of off, and he does not see them reaching in to grab the ball out of his hands. So. That was that really exposed Embiid. And then with Harden, I mean, Harden just looked scared from the get-go. I don't even know if that was necessarily our defense or if it was him mentally just being out of the game. He only he finishes with nine points. Um, I thought Tobias Harris played well, but defensively, that it was clear that our focus was on Embiid, and I was so impressed with our performance, especially from our big guys. And um, Marcus Smart being able to bang with Joel Embiid down low and really make it difficult for him was impressive as well. So I, I like their I, defense pressure. I think the thing it did too with having Rob on the court is not only bothered Embiid a lot, which was obvious, but kind of exposed the Sixers' lack of depth. And you saw P.J. Tucker come out and on fire and score oh, yeah. 11 points in the first quarter. And I was like, oh, shit. If this is going to happen today, if P.J. is going to make his shots, if he's going to shoot 50% from three, we are going to lose. And... That's that's what we bet on. We bet on someone else to beat us other than Embiid, and it worked because we shut down Embiid. And I'm sorry, but I don't think DeAnthony Melton can be your fifth best player if you're trying to win a championship. <laughs> that guy. That's a hot take there. <laughs> could not hit a shot. Well, I mean, people thought the Sixers could win the championship, including me. I thought they could, but they just clearly were not deep enough. They didn't have enough guys, and the Celtics finally learned that and exposed that and made P.J. Tucker and Melton and and Tobias and these other guys try and beat them. You don't think do you think Daniel House Jr could be fifth I'm I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I I I know you're kidding about the fifth best but am Paul I the one who was shocked that he didn't get on the court Daniel House like he didn't he was even on, play. He, he was on in crunch or not crunch garbage time but yeah I was in, pretty in shocked. Garbage time. Yeah, it was kind of yeah, crazy. Yeah. He had like um, a little dunk. I, it was the doubles. Like I I I said it on this pod multiple times I thought I was made a major point of emphasis. You send the doubles, and you 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 live with PJ Tucker, and DeAnthony Melton, and like those guys beating you. You you do, and and they can't. I I we, that's that's clear now, but they can't beat you. Our role players are ten times better than theirs. Um, but honestly, I thought this game, basically from the point where Jalen Brown got whacked in the fucking face. Oh yeah. From that point on, the game was over. Like 
the Garden absolutely fucking took over that game yesterday. Jalen Brown gets whacked in the face by Harden. Um, the George Niang. Fucking, uh, yeah, George Niang grabbed his knee. He like how was he not ejected? I I agree. And how did Jalen Brown get a tech? It was it was bad officiating. Um, the first half, but I mean, you know, we came away, so we can't really talk too much about the officials. But, um, yeah, I think that once Jalen Brown got hit, he started like eating his own blood. They saw it, like we we saw a glimpse of him like licking his own blood off his face. I was like, this is that was one of the most badass things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, and then he got the steal and the fucking layup, and then he hit a three. Uh, from that moment on, the garden was just was just too much for Philly, um, and they absolutely shrunk in the biggest moment of Embiid's career so far. So what, Jordan, what happens next to Philly? I think Doc goes. I Me really too. do. And I think it's high time that he goes. Um, he's had such good rosters. I wrote an article about this, too, that he's had these amazing rosters and hasn't been able to get out of the second round with Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid team, Ben Simmons team, uh, this James Harden iteration, both last year and this year, like you, you have such good teams. A superior coach will get you at least to a conference finals and allow you to compete for a championship. And then this year, I mean, this is their their best chance yet, in my opinion, with MVP Joel Embiid, best season of his career. Harden absolutely played better this year than he did last year, and I think you know you have an extra year of Harden, so your your roster is more integrated. And then they blow a 3-2 lead. I think it it's tough because, yes, like Embiid and Harden, in my opinion, just didn't show up. But a lot of this blame has to go to Doc. And I don't know. I mean, there, there's just adjustments that you have to make in a game that I think Doc struggles to make, especially in this series, um, and especially, you know, last night and in game six. Last night, I'm not as, you know, point the finger at Doc for. I think that's more on Harden and Embiid. I think game six was a must win for them. And I think, um, you know, Philly leadership will kind of see that and, and get Doc out of there, get a new face in. But see, Tyrese Maxey, Joel Embiid, James Harden, of those three, who's the biggest flight risk to leave? Uh, realistically, it's Harden. Um, I know he has a player option at the end, or obviously it's the end of the year now for them. Uh, he has a player option. I don't know if he'll pick it up. Uh, I really don't know. Um, I would be surprised if he did, because I really don't feel like like why would you run it back with this team when you know you're not gonna, I guess, win. Like I I don't really think they could beat the Celtics in in, in multiple. You know, if they played this series over, I don't know, five or six times, I think the Celtics win five out of the six. Um, so I I just don't really feel like the Sixers team is, you know, better than Boston. I think. It really starts with Doc leaving. Doc should have been gone yesterday, I think. Um, he's been notoriously just god-awful recently in the playoffs. You think about the teams that he had, even not even with Philly, like Jordan alluded to, but you go back to L.A., like he had fucking the best team in the NBA. Like yeah, They were the one Bob seed in the City. West. Or were they the one seed? Yeah, they were the one seed in the West those years. Uh, with Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, Griffin. Lob City, it was a fucking unstoppable team, and they never like made it to the finals. Uh, which I thought was absolutely crazy. And and Doc just has a horrific track record in the playoffs. I think he has like the most game seven losses in history. Oh, for um, 10. Oh, for 10. 10 uh, oh, for his last 10. Mm-hmm. I think he also has like tr- blown more playoff leads than like I've ever seen a coach have. Um, but blown leads are like that was like that's just this I don't really, you know, read much into because you some some people throw like, oh, they were up one nothing then lost. Like that's not a blown lead. That's just. You lost. 
but when it comes to game clinching or series clinching games, uh, Doc is nowhere to be found. Um, like Jordan said, game six was a must win for this team. Um, and I and I did say, you know, the we had our pod after game five, and we might have been the most depressed bunch of uh, group of guys that ever existed that day. Um, but I at the end of the pod, I did say the Celtics were going to make the finals. Uh, I said that they were going to win game six and then win game seven. And, you know, my, I have had some flaming takes. And for one of them to be finally correct uh, is 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 it feels good. Um, it feels yeah. good. I'm not going to lie. But um, this this was just an amazing day. It was an amazing team win for Boston. Um, this team's absolutely rolling. Um, but there's there's definitely a lot, lot more to break down on the Philly side of things, I think, than, than the Boston side of things. Um, I think Celtics, if they can, you know, play like that every game, which I know isn't going to happen, Tame's not going to have 50 every game, but that consistency of just the, you know, how hard they played all game. Um, it doesn't seem like they ever lifted their foot off the gas for even a fucking second. Um, Derek White was horrific, by the way. Terrible. Um, uh, he's not going to play that bad. Uh, Brogdon was pretty good, but this was a Tatum game, uh, and this was a defensive masterclass from Boston. Um, I, I'm so fucking happy that this game was over because I was so stressed out going into it because I really thought this was going to be a Harden game. I thought Harden was going to show up today after not really showing up in the last two. Um, and for I us think... to just suffocate him everywhere and suffocate Embiid, send those doubles, get the steals, fucking rattle him. We rattled everybody on Philly and the role players did not give them any support, which was amazing because they kind of stink. But Derek White, uh, I think is uh back to finals. Derek White, where he is like scared. Did you notice that Jordan? Yeah, he's definitely a little timid and he only played I think 12 minutes. I think maybe yeah. this just wasn't the series for him. Like shots weren't going down. He wasn't um attacking the basket as well as we know he can. And I think Robert Williams absolutely being inserted into the starting lineup changed the series. And when you see that big of a difference defensively, unfortunately, we don't really need Derek White's offense and that's okay. There's we saw in our run last year, there's series where certain guys are so valuable and there's other series where they're not. And for this series, Derek White wasn't necessarily needed. Yes, we do need him to play better because we will need him going forward. But I think it's okay that he had an off series. And if he can bounce back, I think we'll be in very good shape. I believe in him enough to bounce back. He's had too good of a season to just fall off now. Yeah. So looking ahead to Miami, I think that is the series that he can kind of break out because their perimeter defense is really where they're lacking. I mean, they're starting Gabe Vincent, Max Struess. Both of those guys are not known for their defense. I think we'll get Tyler Hero back in this series. I know people are kind of speculating. My guess is he'll be back around game three, four. Um, and if it goes to a five or six, for sure. So I think Hero comes back. But Jordan, any just looking ahead, we haven't done a ton of research on it yet because it's just been one day, but... Any thoughts on how this series is going to look for the Celtics and the Heat? Well, listen, it's not like we haven't been here before, right? It's yeah. It's been three times in the last four years, I think Tatum mentioned in his post game, And this series, I think, it's, it's scary because the Heat have taken us and made us work so hard, even last year when we had just such a superior team to theirs. And this year, I don't think we're playing as well as we were last year. I think we have a better roster this year. I think this is the most talented roster we've had since the Big Three era, but we're not quite as cohesive on defense. Maybe that changes now that we've had this Sixer series. Maybe we figure some stuff out, but we're not playing great, and we're so inconsistent that the Heat with Jimmy Butler, um, who's obviously 
been able to take over games and take over series. It's scary. Like we should beat this team in five on paper, but in reality, I think it could go easily seven because we're going to give away, or I shouldn't say we're gonna, but we could give away some games that we should win just like we did against Philly. So the difference I think between the heat and Philly, the heat, I don't think are as talented as Philly, but they execute in crunch time and they show up when it matters. Even their role players hit huge shots. The Sixers do not have that. The Sixers are just as inconsistent as the Celtics. That was a huge reason why we were able to win this series because we played overall a horrible series against the Sixers. They gave us, I mean, they gave away game six, literally gave it away. And then game seven, just nobody showed up for them. And they look like a completely different team than they did just two games ago. I don't think that happens with the Heat. I think with the Heat, it's more if their shots go down, they are going to be there in the end. And if the Heat are there in the end, they're going to execute down the stretch. And that's where the Celtics need to figure it out is is the down the stretch and in the big moments. We're, we're going to have some games where we win by you know 15 and it's comfortable. But I think late in that series, it's going to come down to big moments and big stretches and in, in who executes. And that's why I'm scared for the Celts. Yeah, I'm scared about the coaching matchup, I think. Spolstra is really going to mess with Joe Missoula. But one thing I want to highlight is that P.J. Tucker is not on the Heat anymore, and he was a key player for them defensively in locking up Tatum and Brown. And also, Jimmy Butler, he's slowed down a little bit. I don't know if he's conserving energy or if he's hobbled on that ankle. That seems to be bothering him a little bit. So that's a plus for the Celtics. So looking at it that way, there is some keys to victory. I think the Celtics should win this series, but I agree with you. I think it's going to be a hard-fought series for sure. But any thought on how the series is going to go? Yeah, I think Boston's going to need to protect home court. Uh, I know that's something that we have not been great at uh, all playoffs, but we're really going to need to protect home court against the Heat. Um, I think that's going to be, if we can take care of business on our home floor, I have confidence that we'll be able to steal one in Miami. Um, but you can't overlook this Heat team at all. Uh, you, you you can't look at it and say now we just beat the Sixers, we just beat the MVP. Now we got a casual series against the Heat to get back to the finals. Like that's not going to happen. Um, they're a similar Heat team to last year. I know they were the one seed compared to the eight seed last year. They're not an eight seed. Like the Lakers aren't a seven seed in the West either. Um, it's just kind of how it all shaped out. But this, you know, we were one shot. We were Jimmy Butler three pointer away from not going to the finals last year. You know, a lot of people forget how fucking close the Heat were. To, to getting back to the finals uh, <clears throat> last year, sorry. Um, but I just feel like if we protect home court, um, I feel like they're going to have a difficult time guarding us one through five. Um, I think we have a lot, a lot more talent than they do, and I just think we have to exploit it. Um, there's definitely going to be a lot of matchups that we're going to be able to take advantage of, whether it's Tatum or Brown, um, even down low. Uh, you know, when we attack the rim, uh, I know um, Adebayo is a great rim protector, but we also have Rob Will, um, who's going to fucking clean glass if if Bam gets a deflection or, you know, contested miss layup. So I'm really confident in this series, uh, but you, you can't overlook this Heat team because of how grimy they are and how gritty they, they play. Also Spolstra, you know, Hall of Fame coach, no doubt. Um, he's going to be ready for the series. I think the Heat are going to come ready for this series, but we got to protect home court. If we can... You know, win games one and two at home. Uh, I'll feel very, very confident for the rest of the series, but we got to protect, protect fucking home court. Anything else on the on like any other thoughts on this game in particular, or, or can we talk about the Warriors season ending? I'd like to mention 
Joel Embiid's comments after the game. I don't know if you guys heard that he yeah, that was a... said he he literally just said me and Harden can't win alone. And I think if you watch that game, Embiid and Harden may have played their worst game as a duo this entire playoffs. And I don't know how you as the best player and as the MVP and as a leader come out in your post-game press conference and call out your role players for not being good enough when you just scored 15 points and got absolutely locked up by Al Horford. Yes, we mentioned Robert Williams being on the court, but a lot of those plays, you're one-on-one with Al Horford. You're Joel Embiid. You have to score the ball. And and for James Harden, like that was one of the worst games I've seen him play. And I know he's had some bad ones, so that's saying a lot. He turned the ball over. He couldn't make shots. He was, you know, scared to shoot the ball. And I just don't think that's a good quality of Embiid. To, and he's done this before. Maybe never this bad, but to just call out your roster and your guys, like, what does that do to a locker room? And what does that do for your team going into next year? That's that's not helping. you got to take some responsibility because the guy played horrible, and so did Harden. Also, the leading 100%. scorer on the team was um, Tobias Harris, and so it's not he. He had the second, or so it was Tobias Harris with nineteen, then Maxi with seventeen, then Embiid with fifteen, then Tucker with eleven, and Harden with nine. So he was in the bottom part of the team for scoring as well. So I agree with Jordan. That was that's I that's one part of Embiid's game that I really dislike is when he talks and says that he needs help on games, especially when he is, uh, you know, not playing his best at all. Um, all right. I, I would I would have understood it more if he called out James Harden. But yes. he said, me and James can't win alone, as if you guys just played you, awesome you. and you lost somehow. Yeah. He did He did say that he has to play better. I mean, I think the direct quote was taking a little, uh, taking a little out of context. Like, before that, he did say, you know, I got to be better. I got to find ways to, you know, be better and, and, you know, going forward. But the fact that he took such little accountability, um, just saying that he had to be better and then calls out there in the whole roster is basically just backtracking on what he just said. Um, and while he may not be totally wrong, you don't say that in a game, like Jordan said, where you, where you absolutely stunk and where James Harden absolutely was horrendous. Um, I, I want to pose the question now is, is the process over? Is the, is the process done? Because Harden got that player option. I don't think he's going to pick it up. I think he's going to go ship somewhere else. Um, but is, is the process over in, in Philly? Is there, is there a new process that might be born out of this? Well, Embiid's the only player remaining from the process Sixers. So if once he leaves, the process is over, but I guess he technically is the process now, but to be fair, if he's the only remaining player and you look at all their draft picks from that time, you're talking Mikhail Bridges, you're talking Markel Fultz, you're talking um, Ben Simmons. I mean, I would say that the process has been done for a while. And I think this iteration was the was the new version of the Sixers without the process. You've gone over, you've gone through a bunch of different stuff. So I don't know. I think it is done, but I think it has been done for a while. Yeah, everyone talks about how um, the Sixers selected Fultz over Tatum. People forget that the Celtics traded that pick. Yes, they traded. The that was a masterclass. They traded down to well, three. We, like, we traded down to three, knowing we could still get Tatum at three because, obviously, Lonzo was going to go two to L.A. 
everyone was like, oh, the Sixers fucked up by drafting Fultz over Tatum. It's like, no, if we knew that they were going to take Tatum, we would we would have just stayed at one and, and picked Tatum. What that was a Danny Ainge masterclass right there. That was I remember that. That was fucking awesome. Danny's done some great things for this franchise. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. What were we talking about? We were talking about process being process. Oh, the process. Yeah, I think. Embiid, like Max said, kind of determines whether the process is done or not. I think you might see, like, if Harden leaves, I think next year is going to be a down year. I don't think they'll be real contenders, and Embiid will just put up, like, crazy numbers and try to win another MVP. I don't think it's over in terms of, like, they will never be able to contend again with Joel Embiid. I think he's too good of a player, and he has, you know, a good amount of years left in his prime that I think you can still make some moves and surround him with better players. But if if Harden leaves, it's there could be a down year or two. If Harden stays, then you gotta fill out the roster. And I don't know. I haven't, you know, dove into their their contracts and their draft capital and their picks and, and all that stuff. So I don't know how much better they're gonna get. But I'm kind of assuming that they're not gonna contend. They're not gonna have a chance like this year for at least a couple years. That's where I'm at. Yeah. And you would have to imagine that depending on the coaching hires and all that, um, other teams are going to get better. And I think actually now let's transition to just real quick. Monty Williams gets fired over like the weekend. Um, to me, he makes perfect sense for the Bucks. Do you guys have any thoughts on where Monty is going to go? I think it was a terrible fire- firing by Phoenix as well. Yeah. I think they were to Eight and first. A hundred, hundred percent bad fire by by the uh, by the Suns. They had a lot more glaring issues than coaching. Yeah, um, they were like you want to talk no about bench. Max. I know, I know the 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 clip kind of blew up a little bit on TikTok about how you were like, um, the Lakers relied on two guys a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. Jordan, you know, kind of went at you for that, and and that kind of blew up on TikTok a tad. But you want to talk about a team that relies on two guys? It was the fucking Suns. Like, yeah. th- if they didn't score forty a game or thirty six a game, they like they weren't they weren't sniffing the nuggets. Um, and I do think the West is a little underrated. I think the nuggets are, are, are still underrated when it comes to, you know, odds of winning the championship. Um, and, and the Lakers as well. I think those are both, I think it's gonna be a fucking incredible series that we got going on starting tomorrow night. Um, but Monty in uh, Milwaukee makes total sense. Uh, I, I think he's a great coach. Um, the Budenholz are firing. I also completely disagree with really. Uh, I, th- I, I thought think that was good. You thought that was good. Yeah, it's time for him to go, I think, there. It sucks that it, I didn't realize his brother passed, and that's why he was kind of, like, a little out of it in the last game that they lost. But I think you, you, you people forget that he was on the hot seat before they won the finals. They they were True. losing. I forget what series it was. But I remember talking about it that he was probably going to be fired, and then they ended up winning. And I think that saved him for a year. But this year, there was no excuses for what happened. It- yeah, and he had bounced around before uh, a couple. You know, he was a coach of the Hawks, I think, for a little bit before. Yeah. Um, he had bounced around before landing in Milwaukee and eventually winning a championship. But it, it's interesting to see how quickly teams are not overreacting, but kind of willing to just ship away coaches before actually looking internally and saying what went wrong. Um, and, I, and I think the Suns and, and Bucks, more of the Suns, are a perfect example of that. Um, but Monty in Milwaukee would be great. Uh, Jordan, what's, what are your thoughts on that? I think the Suns 
need needed to blame their roster construction so much more than their coach. I don't know what you want. I mean, well, I do think the offense was stagnant and not creative and not good enough in Phoenix, but that was I mean, Monty Williams had what like a month with that team, like total yeah. with the KD team to coach. Like give him a sec. He, the guy's a a very smart coach. He's one coaches of the years. Like Give him, give him. I, I would have given him next year to see what he can do with KD and Booker and maybe a somewhat healthy Chris Paul, and hopefully you trade DeAndre Ayton. Like I would have been so hopeful for the Suns going into next year, um, with Monty Williams and trying to you know figure out that offense and and get it to stop just being ISO heavy and relying on two guys. I think he could have figured it out. I love him in Milwaukee for you know just basketball the same. Yeah, I I think. That makes them really good, and I do think, Bud, it was time to go. Um, I think that just sucks for us as Celtics fans because the Bucks. If, if there was one glaring weak, weakness in that organization, it might have been Bud. So it, we'll see. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about the Ja Morant situation. Um, ja and his friends go live on Instagram, and his friend kind of cuts the camera over to Ja holding a gun. He is immediately suspended by... The Grizzlies for all team activities. He is pending an inv- investigation by the NBA. I'm assuming this is going to be a long-term suspension. I've heard anywhere from half a season plus. Um, so you know, forty more, forty or more games. Yeah. Um, it started off with eight. I think eight games for the Grizzlies that gave him that. Um, the first time around before he went to therapy, I guess in Florida. I, I, there's nothing that you know three white dudes can really say to, like you know three white college kids that don't have to deal with anything that Jaw has to deal with can really say that hasn't been said already. Um, we've never been in his position in any aspects of our lives, so we're not multimillionaire athletes. That being said, um, just speaking purely, I just want to speak purely as like looking at him as an asset and talking like NBA business wise. Um, this is a scary situation for the Grizzlies because your superstar is now proving to be a complete liability off the court. And I'm really interested in seeing how this works out. I don't want to give any judgment on him. That's not our place. But do you guys have any thoughts on how this is going to like work out? It's. I mean, they talked about the 40-game suspension the first time this incident came up. Yes. Um, they talked about how I think if they were if they could prove that it was his gun or if he brought it, I think it was if he brought it on a team facility, like on the team plane or in the locker room, or, or if they could prove any of that, then he would have gotten that 40-plus game suspension. Um, it, it, it's not great in, in, in fucking Memphis right now. Um, he's proven to just be an absolute liability and an absolute crux uh, for what they're trying to build. And they, to be fair, like they had something going. They, they did build, they did build a good roster and they had a good year. Um, and they were continuing to build a good roster, and they and I sorry they will still continue to build a good roster, um. But if Jaws, you know, missing half the season or even the entire year because of his off the court issues, you, you you can't really go forward with this guy as your face. And then I don't know where he ends up because he's an absolute basketball phenom. He's an incredible talent, but he just can't seem to get out of his own way. Um, and I, I don't really know where. Memphis goes from here because it's like you put all this stock into creating a team around Ja Morant and now he might miss an entire year because of, you know, off the court stuff. Um, 
it's it's tough, and I actually don't really know what happens because it's like he you just suspend him for a year, and then he comes back next year, or yeah. su- suspend him for half the year, and he comes back. Uh, while this team, you know, would be sitting like I don't know, tenth or eleventh in the West, so it's a really unique situation. Um, you hate to see it because everyone likes watching John Morant play basketball. Um, he's so fun to watch on the floor, but you know, it's it's disappointing to see. You know, just talking about the Grizzlies just reminded me. I was down so bad game five that I pro- I actually sat here and proposed us getting Dylan Brooks on our basketball team, which I fully <laughs> take. Back. Yeah, that was that was bad. I don't that, know how I you mean, guys didn't great. just exit out of this fucking Zoom when I said that because I, I I was down so fucking bad that I really thought Dylan Brooks would help. You got to remember we were civilly. we were equally down bad, so we probably yeah. gave it like real thought. And we're like, oh, yeah, should we do that? I think both of you said <laughs> fuck no, but you got even then you guys are both like that's a fucking dumb idea. But I understand. instead <laughs> of <laughs> instead of screaming at you, we were just like, yeah, that's probably just not a good idea. Yeah. It's absolutely <laughs> fucking. It's absolutely fucking stupid. But you know, go ahead. But yeah, Whatever, sorry, Jordan, I, cut, I cut you off, Jordan. Go ahead. Uh, no, I just you guys covered the jaw stuff. I just want to say like, can we just make a rule like of all of jaw's friends and like the people close to him and jaw himself to just like stay off of instagram live or whatever like you gaining from instagram live what what is that giving you and it's it's so weird i just don't get it and i think i i thought last time they would have made that rule but maybe have you watched the full clip twice yeah, I yes. watched the full clip. It's so <laughs> funny. He cuts it up. He, he, he throws the camera down like so fast. Oh, I yeah. was scared to say it, but it is like it's supposed to be serious. You see, like Stephen A. Cohen's like, I'm alright. I'm so sorry. Like, and he's like so serious about it. But I mean, how fucking funny is it that it's... he did it? He did the same thing again. So it is, and, it, the entire video, I think, was really fucking funny because John's got to know that his boy's alive. Right, he he's got to know. It's, they're or, dancing like he's in the camera. He knows they're dancing he's and he's on the camera and, and it's on John. And they're and they're rapping and they're singing in the car and like everything's all good. And it's like, oh, these guys are having a fucking great time. It's like if one of us was doing. I mean, yeah. I, I don't really think we'd ever go live and 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 you know dance in None the car and rap guns. in the car. Uh, but for John to like for for him to be dancing one second and then his boy is just rapping and singing and then he's going back to jaw and the jaw all of a sudden has a gun a it's gun like, in his hand dude out of nowhere it's like how 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 did we escalate from having a good time singing in a car to now it's you like, having a lethal firearm it's dude, like it's like it's I, like I don't understand the music that, that jump that we just made there did the music like get to him so much that he had to like whip his gun out out of like happiness? It was it's a crazy. I watched it a his, lot. I, his I boy, it was his boy's got to feel fucking so bad right now. But yeah, at the but same come time, on. like that's not his fault. Like I, yeah, I don't really one, think that you can. I saw blame. people shitting on his friend for recording. Yeah, that one. You can't one, blame him. You can't really blame him on that one because he fully tried to cut recover by throwing it. Dude, it's a millisecond, but it's like so <laughs> clear <laughs> that there's a pistol against like his head too, which was a weird. Like, it was like a jump scare. When yeah, it panned it over so to him, just like, <laughs> I was like, oh, man. you're all vibing, and then it pans over, and it's like, holy fuck, that's a holy gun. fuck, John, I, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was, I mean, it was. it's really funny when you <laughs> when you, you allow yourself to laugh at it. Yeah, uh, we'll be canceled <laughs> that's for true. that one, so good, that's good. Um, All right, any other thoughts before we go? Sorry I'm rushing us through, I have a big Red Sox game to get to. Oh man, I was I was hoping that we were just gonna you know we could talk about the little Western Conference Finals, just shoot oh, the shit Lakers, for a little bit, just enjoy each other's company, win. but. If you if you can't if you don't want to enjoy our company I guess, I mean that's I okay. do want to enjoy your it's company just... but I'm 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 I gotta go man I gotta get to drinking. <laughs> um, Times your train. Fair. Oh what? what? You driving down? Train? Uh, t- I I don't know what how we're getting down. My roommates are downstairs plotting. I'm just gonna 
throw on some pants and I have pants on, but I'm gonna throw on different pants and go <laughs> doing the podcast. Dude, um, you do podcasts in the undies? No, I'm gonna go. Yeah, this, is, this is this is what my next my next moves are gonna be. Ready? Throw on pants, chug nips, and go. That's all I'm doing. Oh, all awesome. right, all right. Uh, Western Conference Finals starting tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, Lakers. Can I Nuggets. wait? Can I real quick? Um, sure. I feel like no one is giving any. I don't. I feel like no one's giving Denver respect, and I see a lot of people picking the Lakers to win. And yes, I'm a Lakers hater, self admittedly, but I'm I'm a basketball lover more than anything, and I can see how the Lakers work, and I think that Denver's just the better team, and I don't understand why people are so against Denver right now. I think Denver's getting hot and is looking really awesome at the right time. That being said, I would not be surprised in the absolute slightest if LeBron has just been charging his batteries and conserving energy and, and he goes off. So this game one, depending on how everyone looks, is really going to change my view. But for now, going into it with the idea that maybe LeBron is actually 38, um, I'm, I'm liking Denver here. I might be singing a different tune when LeBron goes for 50 and looks amazing. But that's my thoughts on the, on the list. I have the Lakers in six. I don't think people are sleeping on Denver. I think people are realizing that this Lakers team is for real. And I actually think that people like you who pick Denver without hesitation actually are sleeping on the Lakers a little bit. I think the Lakers have a, a ton more shot creation. I think Jokic hasn't seen a defensive big like AD yet in these playoffs. Uh, I mean, if you want to say Gobert, like, I'm no, going to no, argue with you. No, we don't want to say Gobert. We don't want to say Gobert. podcast. Yeah. Okay, good. Because I think AD's going to give him some trouble. I know Jokic is on another level right now. To AD's not going to, like, stop him but the Lakers are going to make Jokic work defensively and this is going to be a big test for his defense um and other than that like yes Jamal Murray's great but I don't think Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are nearly as consistent as the Lakers supporting cast I think Anthony Davis is going to show up in a big way in this series and the thing about the Lakers is if either LeBron or AD has an off game, they can still win. You can't say that same thing about Denver. If Jokic has one night where he struggles offensively, they lose the game. It's a big reason why I'm picking the Lakers. You don't think the altitude is going to affect the old guys? Just put that out there. I don't know. I've never experienced the altitude. The only stuff that we know about the altitude is that Denver has an amazing home record in like yeah. every sport. So, yeah. I, I mean, I guess it could. Um, I think, I mean, they, I don't know. I think they're too experienced, the Lakers. And, you know, I don't think that's going to affect LeBron. I just think he's past that point where, where stupid shit. I know they're experienced, but they're, this team was put together at the deadline. I don't, they don't look like it though. Yeah, they they don't, they don't, they've been playing really fucking good basketball. Um, I, I really like what I'm seeing at an MPJ and KCP right now. I, I really damn, uh, Bruce Brown has also been. Yeah, he's I been like so Brown. consistent over, I don't know, the last three yeah, years with every team he's Nets. played. Yeah, when he was on the Nets, he was just so reliable. Jokic um, unlocks and, him really, and Aaron. Gordon, Yeah, he too. does. Uh, Aaron Gordon's been playing great too. Uh, everybody on this Nuggets team seems to be clicking, and, and it's a great matchup. <clears throat> I, I don't think this is you. You can really confidently pick either aside right now, in my opinion. I think the Nuggets are clicking on all cylinders. I think the Lakers are also clicking on all cylinders. So it's going to be a uh, definitely a, a, a fucking amazing series. Um, and whoever comes out of that definitely has an incredible chance to to beat whoever comes out of the East. Um, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be entertaining because there's a lot of 
unique matchups uh, in this series, like Jokic and AD, um, LeBron. I don't even know who Aaron Gordon. I guess like is it Bruce Brown possibly? So Aaron Gordon. It's gonna be it's a pretty good matchup. Yeah, it's a good it's a good matchup for uh for both sides. Um, I, I'm excited for it, man. It's gonna be fucking great. But I, I can't confidently pick either team right now. If I had to, if you put me on, you know, if you put me on a death row and said pick a team, I I would I would say the Nuggets. Um, because of I don't even know why I don't even know if I have a great reason for picking the Nuggets right now. Um, I I just think the role players are gonna be better than the Lakers role players in my opinion. I'll give like, you- I think. What was that? I was going to say, I'll give you a reason to pick the Nuggets, and it's actually not really the role players. Like I said, I believe in the Lakers role players so much, um, so much more than the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets guys rely on Jokic. I think the Lakers guys will, someone will play good, and enough guys will play good on the Lakers that their supporting cast will always show up. I think the reason you pick the Nuggets is because we haven't really seen the consistency from AD. I think that's a big, big thing. Like, if AD shows up in this series and he plays like a top 10 guy or a top eight guy um, every game, I think the Lakers win. But if he doesn't and and we have a lot of evidence to suggest that he won't, then I see why you pick the Nuggets. And on top of that, I mean, you can always just throw out the LeBron's 38. So there you go. Yeah, yeah 100%. He's also, he's super he's also yeah, he's built in a fucking lab. The 38-year-old man is just just does not seem to age. Yeah. Um. All right. <clears throat> Anything else before we go? No, I guess you had a, you're in such a fucking time crunch. I guess I know, we gotta, I'm sorry. I guess we gotta next, wrap it up. next time will be a long episode. I I do want to talk more, but gotta get to drinking, you know. Sure, I mean totally. Oh yeah, I totally yeah. get it over over professional podcast we got going on here. Priorities, I guess. Hey, you gotta save some on the bone for when you record with Zwick tonight. We were supposed to build today. Yeah, we we're gonna build. Don't worry. All right. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all right. I mean, it's all good. Yes. Just, we just right. now know where Max stands. I think the George cast might be coming to fruition. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> You're witnessing a live mutiny here on the podcast. All right, thank you all for listening. We'll be back multiple times this week. Um, we're going to be very busy, so stay tuned for all those times. Thank you all for listening. Yeah. This low mulatto, yeah. she could be a model.